Warning, the following podcast contains strong language, irreverent humor, and graphic content. Listener discretion is advised. So what's up? Um, nothing much. What's up with you? Not a lot. Um, my compute, my work computer is doing some upgrades, so I hope we don't have too many lags because it's so it's using, you know, it's on the Wi-Fi. I took my phone off the Wi-Fi, but interesting. I feel like my microphone is farther away from my face than it usually is. <laughs> um you don't know why would you, would you take your phone off the wi-fi too just in case that'll help my mm-hmm. i got download you go faster Let's i don't know right what done. it's fucking doing anyway because i already like you saw my drama with them having to take over my computer and update all the things yeah. what this other update is but it said it needed to do it so i was like fine had a half day so i might as well let my computer do its thing right do its thing do your thing um anyway (laughs) i so this is booze and ghouls episode 48 i'm alana Hmm. i'm leanne and um what are you drinking today leanne um i'm trying to think of what we should call this it should probably come up with a name because it's not the first time we've had it either i feel like that like isn't like a white russian kind of like this Maybe, but I don't think there's coffee in it because it has Kahlua liqueur, I think. But maybe we should just call this um, slutty coffee. <laughs> well, shit, we're about to call it Lean Get Fucked Up Coffee because how much uh, I, how much vodka did you put in here? I put one shot in there. Did you stir it around before you started drinking? Yeah, I mean, it's good. Don't get me wrong. So it's just, okay, it's so just I got this strong. new coffee concentrate you know you see you see ads all the time they're all the rage it's neither of the ones i've seen on instagram i went looking for a cheaper version <laughs> all the rage. and and this one gave me like half off my first bottle if i signed up for the subscribe and save through amazon so i got what that one it? it's called one How buy so normally it's like 19.99 for a bottle but they gave me half off the first one when i signed up for subscribe How much is it supposed to give you 17 like you're supposed to get 17 cups of coffee out of one bottle i'm sure it's going to be less than that for this one because i spilled some of it trying to figure out how to put it in there but yeah so it's oh shit what is this flying around is that a bee how did it get in here what is that don't tell anise if it's a bee she'll never sleep again oh it's a fucking ladybug scared the shit out of me sorry (laughs) no so it's super concentrated so the one bottle is supposed to give you 17 coffees so if you do that like even if you're going to mcdonald's to get a nice coffee and you're only paying like a dollar 50 or dollar 99 or something or whatever for it that's still like yeah cheaper than that if you just do one tablespoon per coffee you know what i'm saying yeah anyway so i got half off my first bottle so i decided to try it and I like it. It's pretty good. So we mixed the, the coffee concentrate with some milk. 
And then we put the um, caramel vodka in there. And it's good. It's delicious. So that's why I was calling it slutty coffee. <laughs> slutty coffee. I don't know. Or bad coffee. Because it makes me feel slutty. <laughs> Pink wine makes me slutty. Wait, isn't that what she says in New Girl? I think so. My gosh, that's such a good show. I do like that show. That I felt like Schmidt last night when I went to the movies. <laughs> well, I 90% of the time, anytime there's someone younger than 20 involved, I am that gif of Schmidt going, youths. <laughs> so true, though. So true. So true. So true. Okay, so my other thing I wanted to say up, up top while we're still just shooting the shit before we get into our stories is I had this dream the other night. I had this dream the other night that there were a group of us out and about. And I, I don't recall exactly how big the group is. And I want to say you were there, but it was there. There were maybe some of my other friends that you don't know that were there. And I'm not going to say the name of the person who died, but one of the people in the group it was accidental, the death, but at the same time, we all started thinking about ways to get rid of the body. And I love it. It really like, um, what was that show, Pretty Little Liars or something? We were all like trying to yes. figure out our stories and what we were, how I we were going to dispose of the body and all this stuff. And there was woods involved and there was like a river and something. And I'm just like, I think at one point I in the dream, I was like, why can't we just call the police and say it was an accident? And they were nope. like, no one's going to believe you. <laughs> I, like, I love it. I love thing. that you really thought that was a good idea to call the police. Mystery thing. I know. I don't know. But, but okay. So here's the thing is that sometimes accidental deaths do happen, but it does. It never, it never looks good. And so then we were like, no, Oh, should not. we, should we, um, should we dismember the body first before we, before we like dispose oh, fuck, of it that's dark it was it was it was dark that's what i'm telling you that's why i wanted to wait till the podcast to tell you because i was like oh this is you know it's very true crimey um but yeah it was it was it was i mean i don't really know very involved and dark uh, oh god that's that's not good <laughs> um but also yeah don't call the police come on well you want to look like a suspect <laughs> right you want to look like you're a murderer don't call the police if you kill somebody don't call the police <laughs> accidental or not don't do it <laughs> i mean we didn't kill the person they just happened to die while they were with us <laughs> i realize yeah this is why you, don't you know what that's what every criminal says Alana. i i did not do any murdering the person just happened to die <laughs> oh, all... I remember when you texted me that one day and you were like i'm gonna do a murder today. i'm gonna do a murder <laughs> a real, i said i'm gonna do a really gruesome murder and then i meant and then yes, i texted i'm gonna do a like, really gruesome murder that's what you said like on the podcast not uh I not love that. for real <laughs> for real i'm gonna really murder you <laughs> um well i'm like oh, just i don't know i got a lot going on but um I, so I watched a little ridiculousness today and it, it got me, it got my head 
screwed back on straight because I don't know that show just gets me every time I watch it I laugh can you explain Rob what Dyrdek it is, is for hilarious people, for people who don't know so yeah it's just a show where it's got Rob Dyrdek who if you don't know who he is he I think he like well, he just he has his hands on a lot of pots but he um he did have a show called Fantasy Factory on MTV and it was hilarious um anyway he's like this shorter guy and it well actually you know what it started off as and I, I think he was like maybe a skateboarder or something but it started off that he was um it was Robin Big do you remember that show no oh god Robin Big okay so it, Rob is like this little short tiny white guy and um so then he had this best friend and his name was they called him big black he was just this big guy and they were like little buddies and they would like do everything together and his actually chris boykin is the guy's name his friend and um he actually passed away oh that's sad um like not not super recently probably within the last like five years anyway but they would just like do shit together and it was so funny well then they had a show called fantasy factory which was like literally this huge like huge warehouse that they they worked in and um they would just like do just crazy shit and it was just so oh my gosh it was amazing and then they had ridiculousness so ridiculousness is a show where rob dyrdek goes in like he'll find these videos um of people just like doing stupid shit and some of it's like hurt like they get hurt but like a lot of times it's not it's just like just dumb stuff you know Mm -hmm. and then he's got chanel west coast who actually was like i think what his secretary at one time at um at the fantasy factory and then uh steve o'brim who her real name right yeah right and then he does like some stuff um he actually has a weed and wine podcast um and uh anyway and they just like react to the videos and i don't know it's just so freaking funny (laughs) i watched a a few minutes of it with you it was pretty funny it's just like and it's like i was telling a lot of like the the they them them like because the episode that you watched it was like a lot of people hurting themselves and it's not always like that but it's just like the stuff that they do is just so funny and the way that they like comment on the stuff that's what gets me is just like the commenting like the stuff that rob says or like he'll be like oh pause that video and go back and then he'll just like point out something absolutely hysterical that like you didn't notice at first and it is just so funny I needed it. I needed a little, I needed a little ridiculousness in my life. Well, we all need a little ridiculousness in our life. <laughs> Even if our life is mostly just always ridiculous. <laughs> oh, I laugh, well, I was going to say something else. I don't remember now. Something but, else. oh, well, it's half day for me today. We have Thanksgiving tomorrow. So looking forward to that same and uh thanksgiving day parade making a i'm making a pork roast yeah so every year for think for thanksgiving we used to go to my mom's up in michigan but like then my sister was working at bath and body works for a while and of course you know black friday is a big one for them so uh she would have to stay here locally for that and then my nephew works in retail and so he would always have to work on black friday so we would um like made our own little thanksgiving tradition where we would make a meal for like like a different meal than not like thanksgiving type of food and so we're gonna do puerto rican yeah we're doing we're doing so i'm making a pork roast that's called pernell pernell 
I'm like not mm-hmm. pronouncing that right, probably. And then Leanne's gonna make some rice and uh try your hand at some mafungo, which will be fun. I mean, it'll be something. I'm a little worried, but you know what? This is the and thing. we'll have flan. We're just amongst friends. So if I fuck it up, I fuck it up. Well, that's why that's fine. It'll taste good, I'm sure. Unless the plantains are not ripe or whatever and <laughs> it won't taste oh, fuck. what if they're not ripe i don't know i don't i well i feel like i've never tried to make plantains before so i don't know how it'll go i, I don't even you this. don't know i don't know either oh well we'll figure it out i didn't mean to put this worry in your head i feel bad now well it's, it's there now so um <laughs> thank you for that i'm gonna need to take a drink of my my, sl- my slutty coffee here to my head <laughs> the caramel vodka is strong though Whoa. I just put one shot in there. Don't be a baby. I don't believe you. I did just do it. All I see in my head is is you just like going like he 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 and just like pouring a shit ton. Of Why there. would I do that? Which I know is not true. Like the glass is only so big. But, <laughs> but this is how I feel. <laughs> you don't trust this me. I would do it. Not even a little bit. That's- I mean, I, tr- I trust you with my life. I don't trust you to make me a... a, a um, have I ever it? have I ever steered you wrong in the drink department before? I mean, like, I guess not, but I feel like <laughs> I love I love that you would do. That? <laughs> yes, yes, that. <laughs> well, have you ever seen that thing on Facebook? And it's like, um, I would never steal a dollar from you, but if you leave the plate, um, or if you leave the table, I'm stealing your fries. I've seen one that says like, um, I would never steal a dollar from you, but if you leave your wine on the table and walk away, like I'm definitely stealing it. And it's just so funny. Cause that is so me. That's so funny. Not as much. Okay. Not as much but now, but you're the one, you're the one who doesn't measure and does the heavy pours. And when you're making, I, if you're going to make a drink, make a drink. Okay. <laughs> I know, but now you're getting on to me and I don't even do that. I fucking measure it with the shot glass. So fuck you. <laughs> very defensive we are today <laughs> oh funny your sister told me to put three shots in there i know i heard her she's crazy i didn't do it don't so. listen to her now i wish i would have because i'm being falsely <laughs> accused send me down the river and trumped up charges on trumped up charges in trumped up charges <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm turning the camera off though now because it's like I don't know if that's helping or not. Um. All right, so should I turn my camera off? Yeah, I well, I was just saying because I don't know, it feels a little laggy. I don't know if that's going to help or not, but it is also an even numbered episode, so you get to go first today. Coolio. Okay, so I have a pretty pretty good story for you today. Well, I should hope so. <laughs> so, so as obviously you know, because we live in the same house, I um, was um, out of town this weekend because I went up to visit my nephew in the Upper Peninsula. And so I was telling him 
I was like, Hey, you should, um, I was like for my podcast this coming up week. Okay. By the way, before I start, I got to tell you, so I have like bags on my bed because I had them on the table, but I had to move them. So I moved them a little bit ago and, um, I went to like move the bag right before I sat on the computer and Athena like ran out of one of the bags. Like she was like sleeping in the bag. (laughs) And so now she's in there. Now she's in there and she's like sleeping in my bag. Just doing cat shit. Doing cat shit and then hopefully not doing cat shit, but <laughs> doing cat stuff. <laughs> and um, she was like literally like a little bit ago, I heard like rustling and I was like, what the hell is that? And then I was like, oh, that's right. Athena's in my bag. And the bag on my bed just like moved a little bit. That's funny. I think she's still in there unless she got down. No, I don't see her. But it just moved. The bag was moving. She's like, just gonna ago. like jump on the desk and scare the shit out of you. And, Seriously, like, she did too. When I like went to move the bag and she jumped out, I was like, ah! <laughs> Um, I'm a wee bit skittish, so it's fine. Oh Lord, help me. She does okay. do that though. I know she just loves to be like in a bag. No, well, she's a cat. This is the thing. Oh, what did I just do? I didn't mean to do that. Well, it's too late. The damage is done. The damage is done, so I guess I'll be leaving. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> um, um, well, no, I clicked a thing, and I don't know how to undo it. Oh, that's okay. I'm just going to close the window, so I don't have to look at it. My, yeah. I clicked something in my Gmail, and it, um, it just fucked up the way i had it that it was looking because it would separate the unread at the top and then my red stuff would be underneath a little thing and i accidentally clicked on the thing and now they're just all together interesting i'm sorry that was neither here nor there no one needed to hear about that it was boring but (laughs) please continue (laughs) as you were um no so i um so i was telling hold on one second Um, okay. Sorry. So, um, I was thinking, I was saying, I was telling my nephew, I'm like, man, I want to do like something about the upper peninsula, my podcast. And I was like, there's gotta be like a cryptid or something, um, in Michigan, uh, the upper peninsula. And so I started researching things and I came across the thing and it's not the upper peninsula, but it is about Michigan. And is this Michigan. is just the freaking craziest thing ever. Okay. okay? I can't wait to hear it. But before you start, I just wanted to interject. Did you know there's been Bigfoot sightings in Ohio? oh no yeah <laughs> i've seen it on the and stuff what? yeah we should probably we should probably just go camping in the woods sometime and try to catch us a squatch well listen after i tell you this story you might start thinking the woods is the safest place to be oh that's do, do, the do, opposite do, do, of how i feel generally do, 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 do. so i, can't I know right okay so have you ever heard of the michigan triangle I have not. I've actually heard of a lot of different other triangles, but not not one in Michigan. Well, apparently people claim that Michigan has its own Bermuda Triangle um, with a portion of Lake Michigan where crazy, strange occurrences happen. Ooh, interesting. Well, remember how when we went to Ludington, they had all this Bigfoot shit? Yes. And I was like, oh, I wonder if Bigfoot's up here. And then I was like looking i was trying to research and see and i couldn't find anything to see if like but anyway continue i'm sorry that's well no that's fine 
Okay, so I'm going to just tell you this just because it's interesting. So Lake Michigan um, is, well, the largest freshwater lake in the U.S. Um, It has a surface area of over 22,000 square miles. Um, And then like most of it lies in Michigan, uh, about 7,000 square miles of it lies in Wisconsin. Um, No, yes. And then... um, a little bit like over 200 square miles in Indiana and then about 1500 square miles in Illinois. Uh, so it's, it actually, it makes it the largest lake entirely within one country by surface area. Oh, uh, There is a lake it's called Baikal in Russia. That is, I guess, larger by water volume, but uh, Mich- Lake Michigan is the fifth largest lake in the world. And so the, it has the average depth. Okay. Have you ever heard of fathoms? Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, it's in it's in the little mermaid in that song the first song that starts out in the beginning it's something like the mysterious fathoms below i did not even know that that was a thing how did i not know that it's a it's like a sea terminology thing well i didn't know it was a thing but anyway so the lake's average depth is 46 fathoms or about 279 feet i guess each fathom is six feet maybe oh okay and then um, the greatest depth is 153 fathoms, which um, is about 923 feet. So this is crazy. Well, and you'll love this too, because you just talked about Ludington. So there is an area of Lake Michigan that people refer to as the Lake Michigan Triangle. And um, apparently it's like pretty uh, weird and a lot of odd uh, disappearances and just like weird sightings have happened in this triangle. So I'm going to show you this triangle. And it's interesting because it is um, actually the triangle itself. One of the points is Ludington, Michigan. Oh, I know, right? Creepy. Hold on one second. Let me share this. Okay. So we should bring our go- uh not ghost hunting or our cryptid hunting equipment next time we go to London. Dude, seriously, we should. Okay, are you seeing this? Yeah. Okay. So the so there's um this triangle, uh one of the points, one of the three points is Ludington, Michigan. Um, South Point is Benton Harbor. And then there's the other top left point. Okay. So Ludington, um, South Benton Harbor or Benton Harbor. And then there, the other point is actually in Wisconsin, Manitowoc, Wisconsin. So that makes up its triangle. So you see that there? Yeah. So anyway, um, so I'm going to tell you about the different things. And then this last thing is so freaking weird. Okay. Why are you so, why are you like whispering? Am I whispering? not really whispering but you sound like you're trying to be quiet oh i don't know am i i don't know it sounded like you were i don't know i don't know hello my baby hello my darling (laughs) (laughs) never mind just just keep going i'm sorry maybe i am talking a little quieter i guess i don't know um anyway so the first recorded incident was in 1679 and so, uh, you know, at that point, like uh, people were just kind of trying to explore new uh, new routes and trade routes and stuff like that. So there was this um, there was a ship. It was called Le Griffon, and um, it was one of the largest sailing vessels at the time. And so in 1679, it took out and they were actually trying to find a, a northwest passage between um, like for or up, not between, but to China and Japan. Well, yeah, so like fine. there used to be this thing 
they want they were trying to like cut across the whole north america and see if there was yep. a way to get to from the atlantic to pacific and yes you know, well not- they things were going okay for them i guess except for that they made their way into the michigan triangle and never came back oh. um so that's not that crazy because there are like a lot of ships that disappear or not disappear there are a lot of ships that sink in lake michigan and um it's crazy to me right Oh, well, yeah, hold on. And I want to tell you, um, I want to tell you another crazy thing that my nephew told me, um, but, uh, hold on one second, because I want to, I want to tell you like something that my nephew told me too, that I thought was interesting, but, um, apparently, um, I'm reading on this one thing on like about Michigan shipwrecks that, uh, an estimated 6,000 vessels have been lost in the great lakes. That's a lot, dude, seriously. Right um so to me that's insane anyway but this is especially insane considering the fact that um uh they couldn't find the um they couldn't find the ship and to this day they have never found the ship wreckage and they never found any part of the traces of any of the crew either that's crazy yeah so like a lot of times you know they have they find shipwrecks underneath you know with sonar yeah. and all diving and all this stuff because really if you think about it i mean in the deepest deepest parts of the lake michigan that's not really that deep not as deep as like compared to like the ocean anyway. yeah so um so anyway so it's interesting that to this day people <laughs> are looking all the time and they still have not found um the uh any of the shipwreckage or any traces of the crew I was just thinking about that dude from high school who wrote in my yearbook um, in like a sea of shallow people. I'm the Marianas Trench. I am so fucking dead. <laughs> who, who wrote that? Who said that? Actually, I know exactly who said that. You, you know. I, you, know who, <laughs> you remember. You know who yes, said that. I know exactly who said that. I don't even know why I would for a second pretend. And yep, no, I'm with you. Um, it, it probably is the same person who, when I won homecoming queen told me, I'm so happy for you, Leanne. I'm so glad that the school chose personality over looks. Yes. <laughs> and meant it as a compliment and a hundred percent meant it as a compliment. I was like, oh, thank you. I think I think. Right, right, right. That is amazing. I, uh, I don't know what made me think of that, but it just one of our best, one of our best. Oh yeah, sure. Sure um oh my gosh that's so funny what is life (laughs) oh lord help me okay so anyway so that's like one interesting thing and of course like some of these things are like on their own wouldn't be that interesting but then when you like start like really composing and seeing all of these things um it's interesting you know it kind of like goes oh shit so this one to me is like fucking wild okay so i'm not going in order of coolness or order of anything like that i'm going in order of dates so this one actually would probably be one of the last things to talk about because it is seriously so weird to me but um but like it's in the date order so i'm just gonna say it so in 1883 um a group of people on a, a wooden tugboat called the mary mclean had a wild story to tell. So let, let me tell you this though. This is July 12th, mm-hmm. 1883. Okay. Keep okay. that in mind. July. Got it. They claimed that they were, um, they were on their tugboat in Lake Michigan, minding their own business. Mm-hmm. Everything was fine. They said it was a cloudless sky, beautiful day, right? In the middle of July, mm-hmm. all of a sudden for 30 whole minutes, massive blocks of ice started falling from the sky. What? 
Yes. They said it was so powerful that it caused dents in their, in their uh, wooden tugboat surface. And actually the crew managed to save a two pound chunk of the ice in their galley ice box. And then when they got back to Harbor, they told everyone about it. And they said that they like saved the ice because they knew no one would believe them. That's crazy. Okay. I was going to say like, oh, so it just hailed or something, but. Right. But it's in July. I know, but that's okay. So it can hail anytime the atmospheric conditions are right. But if it wasn't even storming, it was clear. And then it just started dropping ice on them. That is weird. Yeah. They said it was a cloudless day and that it was just like, everybody was minding their own business. And then all of a sudden for like 30 minutes, like massive things of ice fell from the, from the, um, from the ceiling, (laughs) from the sky, from the ceiling, from the ceiling. Isn't that insane? That is crazy. Okay, and then um, so then in nineteen or in eighteen ninety one, there was this uh, big schooner. Is that how you say it, schooner? Yeah, schooner. That's what I thought. Um, the Thomas Hume. Um, so it was leaving Chicago to go to Muskegon, and it was carrying lumber. And then um, once again, this ship disappeared, and uh, this um, and they couldn't find it for like the longest time. They looked everywhere for it. Looked everywhere for it eventually in 2006 they found it but it was in like a way southern part of lake michigan and um apparently like that's not where it was it's like not it wasn't where it was supposed to be which makes sense why they couldn't find it where they were looking for it in the first place it just was like way off yes it was like vanished and they couldn't find it they had no idea where it was and then when they finally did find it in the 2006 it was like not anywhere near where they were supposed to have been and it couldn't have drifted that far like Apparently not from what I read, but like, I'm not a, I'm not a scientist. I don't know why I'm not like trying to poke holes in it. I was just asking. Poke holes in it. <laughs> <laughs> Cause you know, ships sink. Ships sink. Yeah, I get it. Um, so this one's interesting. So in 1921, um, so, you know, obviously like, um, you know, when a, something collides with something else, you know, two things have to hit each other and they collide. Well, so there was this ship and it was called the Rosabella. They had 11 members on board. Um, this boat, um, once again, um, Michigan triangle. So, um, they found, so this is interesting because like not on the other things, like sometimes they couldn't find the remains of the ship and stuff, or they vanished for years and years. Mm-hmm. No, they found this ship because now we're getting into where they had like a little bit better ways to communicate when they were out on the water, you know? Mm-hmm. And so they found, oh, I just saw Athena's ear. She's still in here. <laughs> She's just like moving around, getting comfy in the bag. Um, so anyway, so they found the ship and it was like overturned due to a collision. And so um, it was like, I guess like the ship was found and it looked like it had collided with something. However, there were no, um, uh, there were no um, reports of any other ship incident anywhere at that time and when they when they got to the the ship you know obviously it's out in the middle of lake michigan there were no signs of any of the crew but it looked like the ship had like smashed into something but there was nothing for it to smash into that's so weird it was like in the middle of the thing and then they said there was no sign of like any of the ship workers like, isn't that weird? That's really weird. Because, I mean, you know, like, a boat can get capsized, but right. they said that this had, like, a hole in it. Like, it had gotten, like, it had, like, uh, rammed into something else. Oh, that's creepy. Yeah, that is creepy. And then... Um, the so monster! Then they, well, this is crazy, and then this is what makes me always think of, like, uh, uh, you know, like, when we talk about, like, time travel and, like, 
you know, people like maybe falling into a wormhole or something like that. Mm-hmm. So in 1937, there was this guy, his name was Captain George um, Donner. And uh, he was, so his ship was on there. He was a captain. And so they were getting ready. They were going to be like um, getting to the port, you know, eventually they had a couple hours. So he was like, you know what? What was I'm his going- name again? Donner. Donner, like the Donner like, party? Yes, like that, but not. <laughs> no well he's not related to any of those people i I mean maybe i don't know i was just curious that would because that would be funny if so um let's pretend that he is for the for the sake of the story all right he's really um but really it has nothing to do with it but there were no other well okay i'll so anyway um so yeah so they were um he told the crew members like he's like i'm gonna go down into the captain's cabin and rest a little bit we're close to the port just uh come get me when when uh you know when we're at the port so he goes and goes to sleep so the crew follows his instruction knocks on the cabin door and um the cabin door was locked from the inside so they're like banging on the door like why is this guy not awake you know blah 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 so finally eventually like they had to smash the door in uh to open it to get to him because like they the door was locked from the inside Mm -hmm. and he was nowhere to be found what completely vanished that's crazy without a trace what i know isn't that insane and it was locked from the inside yeah so that's like and like the crew's like we saw him go in there like we saw him go in lock the door and um going down the little captain's cabin and that's what i was wondering like i'm like maybe they like he like jumped out of the window but why like that doesn't really right I'm like, not gonna me up in a couple hours. I don't want to say it was aliens, but but it was aliens. <laughs> um, but uh, so anyway, so then in 1950, now we have obviously like flying, and so now this time, uh, a plane flew. Uh, it was the Northwest Orient Airlines Flight 2501. There were 55 passengers and three said three crew members, but I feel like wow, that's not that many crew members. But anyway, um, so just before the flight vanished um from the radar uh the captain had said like he requested to like um descend the cruising altitude a little bit because he was getting some unexpected turbulence but Mm -hmm. i guess i don't know why but it said the permission could not be granted i don't know why or what even permission you need who are you getting permission from but anyway so he continued to fly at 3500 feet and then dropped off the radar and the flight never re- reached its destination. They couldn't get a hold of him anymore. And they never found, found the plane wreckage or anything. Wow. No uh, remnants. Uh, they did say they eventually, I guess, found like some body fragments, but they couldn't confirm that it was from that flight. That's crazy. That's so this is really like the Bermuda Triangle. Right. And then um, also apparently two hours after that flight lost communications, uh, two police, uh, two police officers reported seeing strange red hovering lights over Lake Michigan that disappeared after about 10 minutes. And um, they were like kind of around where the area where that plane was flying. Oh, so I don't know. They, they seem to think, I mean, it was UFOs. I, I don't know, like a red hovering light could be anything. Right. They were looking for the plane and they couldn't find the plane, but they saw those red hovering lights about two hours after the flight lost communication. That's crazy. This is the this is the weirdest thing ever. I have in my notes, weirdest thing ever. So apparently in 2015, um, this guy, Mark, an archaeologist, Mark Holly and Brian Abbott found something super interesting in Lake Michigan. In roughly 40 feet of water, they discovered 
a series of stones arranged like Stonehenge. I think I might have heard about this before. Yeah, they're called they call it the Michigan Stonehenge. Stonehenge. And it's under the water? Yes. In one of the boulders, there's like an outlying boulder and it has a prehistoric carving of like a mastodon on it. Ooh. Yes. Um, it says, uh, so apparently like, um, it says, this is what I read in the article. It says, in, in order to satisfy Grand Traverse Bay uh, Native American community who, whose interests are to minimize the number of visitors to the site and to preserve the location of the, the research, the exact location of this is still a secret. Ooh. Yeah, they have not told anyone where it is because they're still. Yeah, they don't want anybody fucking it. with it. Correct. So I'm going to show you these pictures. Um, okay. So this is the picture of the stone. Yeah, I've definitely seen that in something. Yes. Before. And it's like, here's the little, the little, um, tusk and then yeah. the, you know, whatever, which is cool. I mean, it's that, that, that to me is not like it's like, like supernatural but it's just cool you know Mm -hmm. but then maybe hold on where how do i get my oh there it goes i couldn't get my paper to scroll up so this is what this thing looks like and this is only part of it but there are all these uh thingies up in the middle of the um of the middle of lake michigan and they're not like part of like a boat or anything but they have no idea what they are what purpose they saw they serve huh and um there's like all these stone and i and i don't even know that they even know like i said they're still researching it to find out what it is but a lot of people seem to think that whatever these um stonehenge things are stonehenge things are um have to do with um why so many weird odd things happen at the michigan triangle so you know what this reminds me of what that new show that we're watching, La Brea. Oh my gosh. Like how these, this, like in the show, if, and if no one, if people aren't familiar or haven't seen it, this like sinkhole opens up and all these people fall into the sinkhole. But when they get to the bottom of the sinkhole, they're in 10,000 BC, still yes. in Los Angeles, but they like fell through this sinkhole and it was like a portal in time. Such a good show. So I, that makes me think, it's something similar to that. Like there's a, a warp in time. And so like maybe like the planes or the or the boats or whatever just kind of went through it and they they got transported to another time. And that's why you can't find the wreckage. That would make sense. I mean, what is that thing called? That's the line, not cat not the Nazca lines, but what is that? called where they say like that it intercepts through the stonehenge oh ley lines ley lines that's right i just wonder if these ley lines happen to uh cross in well you really Lake you Michigan. should have looked that up well i did i i just i i, I <laughs> you're a monster <laughs> um well i'm looking right now <laughs> you're like oh you I, couldn't, I couldn't remember what they were called Right, you know, that is exactly what happened. And I don't want to bother you. You were in a movie. <laughs> um, so, um, I am a monster. <laughs> they, <laughs> these actually may, um, may pass through there. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't know. That's, that's freaking weird. Um, do you see this picture? Oh, yeah, yeah. So like 
right here is where it would be right there so it could very well pass through one of the ley lines those are also not those are really big ones there's that's not there's ones that are that are on a smaller scale because there's multiple that crisscross the uk anyway what do you mean oh see look at that one see that ley line dresden what it was i don't know what that is but it like And I just say that one picture is like big. I feel like the lines are too big. I, I don't know what, what I'm saying. saying, but I just, th- I think um, there's more than dude, just. Why are my ears like ringing? I don't know. Um, Where's that picture? That was a good one. Uh... I'm sorry. I didn't mean to like. No, but that picture that you just said that to click on it. Well, then I realized it was from a, then I realized it was from a fandom article from like a fandom wiki. So it was like within that. Look at that though. No, okay. Scroll down a little bit more though. Oh, see, look, London's lay lines. So there's some just for in London. So should I look up Michigan lay lines? Yeah, try that. Try that. Put Michigan in front of lay lines. I don't know there's tons of different lines this one goes right through it yeah oh see that looked like some kind of great lakes conspiracy too great lakes key to ancient mysteries yeah i don't know that's crazy well needless to say i think we just solved this i think i mean i think we just i think we just solved that it. it definitely the ley lines definitely have something to do with this <laughs> science (laughs) (laughs) um but anyway so yeah so a lot of people think that whatever they found that is the michigan stonehenge has something to do with why there are so many uh disappearances and then also um there are the disappearances but also unexplained sightings so it says um in 1919 uh there's reported that a whole bunch of people were seeing unusual and bright lights in the skies above the michigan triangle um later and it didn't give a date on this one people uh, witnessed two large balls of fire fall into lake michigan and the explosion was so powerful that it shook the earth wow a lot of people say that that was probably just like a meteor you know yeah that makes sense um but anyway uh because new york times reported it as such however some people still report that know that it was um, a paranormal event and then a lot of people do report ufo sightings and um so i there were a couple of pictures that i saw and um they really were just like like glowing dots in the sky so it wasn't like really super cool but it's just something interesting yeah uh, that they that i um read about so yeah so i think that's kind of interesting um that there is uh that michigan has its own bermuda triangle yeah that's crazy i'd never heard of that before me neither And, um, you know, they say uh, that dead men tell no tales. So whether they died or got um, sucked into a a wormhole, we'll never really know. I guess we'll never really know. Unless Um, they like resurface somewhere like in that show manifest. And tell us about it. Oh, in that show manifest. Have you seen that? No, I haven't seen that. I saw like the first, it's actually kind of good. I've only seen like three of the, the three or four episodes, but you know, they just, it, to them, it felt like it was just like a little bit of turbulence and then like five minutes. Uh-huh. And it was really like, um, but it was really like five years or something like that. Oh, wow. 
So do with that what you will. That's but anyway, yeah. So that is the Michigan Triangle. Well, uh, I enjoyed that. I have never heard of that before. So that was a new one for yeah, me. Yeah, interesting. Welcome to an undisclosed location. We are Murder Incorporated. Give me one good reason why people should listen to our podcast, buddy. Because you're getting true crime from a nerd and a murderer's son all wrapped into one. Yes, my father is a murderer, and you are indeed a nerd, buddy. What else sets us apart, Harley? I truly believe our empathy for the victims and their families shines through every episode. Also, 100% of all our listeners have not been murdered. We We are Murder Murder Incorporated. Incorporated. So, lead homie, what you got? You, well, I gave you the option this week whether you wanted to hear a haunting or a true crime story, and you said true crime, so that is what I went with. And I got a doozy for you. And let me tell you, hang on, let me get in here, get get my stuff settled here. So, like, as true crime aficionados, like both of us, I would include both of us in that. Totally. Um, we've we've experienced or we've heard about like a lot of different ways people can be killed a lot of different things can be used as a murder weapon um so i looked up a thing actually from ranker there was Mm -hmm. a list and i just some of some of the strangest things that people have used as murder weapons uh was a banjo oh a microwave pumpernickel bread i didn't read this one so i hilarious that's about jump rope which makes sense you could strangle somebody with a jump rope a toilet lid <laughs> sweatpants like they were strangled with the sweatpants Cru- i like that a lot a crucifix and a guitar string which guitar strings i have been um cut by them before and they are very lethal like You're like i have killed someone before well no i'm <laughs> I if you if you are a guitar player and you've ever broken a string like while you're playing and it like flicked back on you you can get it you can get hurt you know it's yeah I mean I I that doesn't yeah that doesn't surprise me I guess I I that's true they're not fun anyway I'm not a I'm not an um music okay wow see I told you that drink was strong (laughs) I'm not a musician but I think that would be crazy um. There was one shot in there, so we need to have a talk. If right. <laughs> you're that fucked up, from. I'm, I'm telling you, this is hitting me, and I ate today like I've eaten plenty. Um, but so I've got a new one for you. Have oh, you ever heard of a snake being used as a murder weapon? No. So much That's like a law, smart idea. Much like Law and Order. Well, you would think it would be a smart idea, but this guy gets caught because he's not very smart about it. Um. <laughs> So much like Law and Order, my story today is ripped straight from the headlines. (laughs) As I heard about this in my CNN newsletter, I think it was Monday, I got the, so that's where most of my info is going to come from, is from the CNN article that I read um, the other day. And I just found it so fascinating. I had to like read the whole thing and find out more about it. And the story is actually really sad, Um, but I'm going to be talking about the Kerala snake bite murder or um, the murder of Uthra, this woman named Uthra. Oh. So she, she lived in Kerala, India. And like this, okay. this is really recent. I think that the, the law proceedings was she died in 2020 or she was murdered in 2020, but like the proceedings were recently. So I think that that's why the story just kind of broke internationally. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, so this woman Uthra, she just went by 
one name. Um, she was 25 years old and her husband used a cobra snake to kill her. So she was, yeah. So like I said, so she was really young. She was 25, um, fairly recent mother and her, so her mom came in one morning and found her lifeless body in bed, her left arm bloody with puncture wounds on it. Mm. And so they rushed her to the hospital, but she had already died. And then they did um, a postmortem. So that was on May 7th, 2020. And this revealed that she'd been bitten several hours earlier by a highly venomous Indian spectacled cobra is what they had decided she'd been bit by. And in India, you know, snake bites are not like rare. People, there's snakes all around and people get bit by snakes and people die a lot by snakes. So most of the time, probably like 90% of the time, this is written off as like an accident, you know, things happen. Um, But her family was actually kind of suspicious. You'll see later this guy's behavior as to why they were suspicious about her death. But um, they were like, we don't think that this was an accident that she just got bit by this snake. So they filed a complaint and um, they had the police investigate it. So they had a trial and that was, it made national headlines. And her husband was found guilty and actually sentenced to life in prison. I think he is currently serving two life terms. And the judge called this crime diabolic and ghastly. Oh, is what they is in quotes there. So her, they ruled, you know, obviously her death was caused by the cobra bite, but the real killer was her husband, Siraj Kumar. And it actually wasn't the first time he tried using a snake as a weapon. (laughs) So I mean, not funny that she died, but no, it's not. And it's really, it's, it's, it's just kind of crazy. The lengths this guy went to, I feel like he's one, like, a big coward because like if you're gonna if you want to kill somebody just just kill them don't like try to use this really out of the way kind of thing i guess i don't know maybe it's convenient to him but he had to buy these snakes um i just feel like if you're not man enough to kill someone yourself i I don't i i don't know where i'm going an innocent snake into it don't bring an innocent snake into this because we we don't know what happened to the snakes the snakes probably uh well i think the one snake they did they yeah they killed it they killed the snakes oh it's not the snake's fault so that's one thing so don't bring an innocent snake into your yeah that's fucked up and then it's just like i don't know be be a man and kill your wife be a man and kill yourself there i I took the heat for you for saying that one out loud no but that's it's it's, (laughs) that's kind of a stupid thing to say too i just want i wanted to be like i don't know i feel like if i was gonna kill somebody if i wanted to make it look like an accident i i wouldn't use a snake it's probably actually pretty smart for there if you could get away with it to use a snake because people do get bitten by snakes there right but like i don't know this just makes me the more i read it and talk about this guy the more mad i get because you'll just see you're gonna you're gonna hate him too by the end i already do i know right so the the couple they met via a matchmaking service in 2018 oh and so like arranged marriages are still pretty common in india oh okay that's a thing that they do and so i guess this like matchmaking service will just like help match people who are you know might be compatible or whatever and which is fine it's not like unlike online dating you know right but um so this 
her brother said, quote, we wanted to find someone who would make her happy. Um, that's her brother, Vishu, who also just like, I guess they just go by one name. I don't know if they don't have a family name or whatever, but he also said, quote, she was a girl who was a little different. She had a learning disability. We wanted a man who could take care of her, end quote. So yes, yeah, so she so she already is like, she has a learning disability and they don't specify like what she has. Right. But she she needs... maybe a little more care than someone you know who is high functioning or whatever i don't know it's fucked up yeah so this guy kumar he was a 27 year old bank clerk and he you know just just like kind of any setup to any of these stories like this his family's poor he's not coming from a you know financial stability here Right. His father was a rickshaw driver and his mom, um, his mother was a housewife. So it's, it says auto rickshaw. So I guess maybe that's a new kind of thing. Like it's, I don't know what that means, but anyway, that's what his father did. So according to like the court documents, Kumar married her because he wanted financial gain, basically. And oh, when, really? yeah. And when they got married, he got a dowry. Like they still do dowries over there. So they gave him yeah. 720 grams of gold. <gasps> what? A Suzuki sedan oh. and 500,000 rupees, which is about $6,700 in cash. Damn. So yeah, so he got paid. He got paid a substantial amount of money and a car to marry this girl. And so at first, everything seems fine. Like they go through their first year of marriage without really any incidents and then they have a son together um like you know they they so i think that's within the first year they have they have their son and then it's like the honeymoon ends or whatever and his parents kumar's parents were demanding that her parents pay for all this different shit so like they wanted oh they needed a new household appliances they needed a car they needed furniture um they needed renovations on their house they needed admissions fees for a MBA course for his sister. Oh. And it's just like all this shit. And they're like, oh, we just need you to pay for all this stuff. So anyway. Oh, fuck that. So like they did, I guess they just, they gave them the money. Like, oh, they were, you guys are family now, whatever. And um, her brother Visha was said, Uthra was someone who never saw bad in anyone. Her learning disability meant she didn't have the means to see that she was being used. So oh, that's sad. Yeah, it's really sad. And so, yeah, the, the dad was like, yeah, we paid, we paid for all this stuff. We met their demands. And we also gave him 8,000 rupees, which is like $107 per month to take care of, of her, of Uthra. Uh, um, so they're like already paying for all this shit and giving him basically an allowance just to care for their daughter. And he is still like, that's not enough for him. He's, he dad. apparently grew, quote, dissatisfied with her learning disability and so he starts plotting like how he's going to get out of this. And I'm like, one, there's, I understand like in some of these other cases where they meet somebody else and then they're like, oh, I got to get rid of my wife or whatever. It's still right. Yeah. Like, yeah, that, terrible. okay. I mean, it's but not, he's not just okay, like, but... oh, I'm tired of taking care of her. So I'm going to kill her. Like what it's a fuck stick. Up. What a fuck yeah. stick. <laughs> that is your standard issue fuck stick right there. Um, so in, in late 2019, he seemingly like grows this obsession with snakes. He starts watching all these YouTube videos 
and scouring internet articles. And so he uh, subscribes to this channel on YouTube called Snake Master with this guy, Vava, Vava Suresh. And it just like shows him, you know, shows people how to interact with snakes or just shows like how he interacts with snakes. And one of those snakes is this highly potent Russell's Viper, which is one of the most aggressive snakes in Asia. Oh, really? So then in February, 2020, Kumar goes to this local snake handler. His name is, forgive me for all the pronunciations in this in case they're wrong. Listen, I couldn't even say the word musician, so <laughs> no judgment here. So the local snake handler guy, his name is Shava Rukavu. Oh, you fucked that all the way up. Suresh, it's, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Probably, Ooh. I probably did. I'm just, we'll just go by his last name, Suresh, because like that's probably our best, our best. Um, no relation to the to the YouTube guy, but he he's also a <laughs> snake handler, and his last name is Suresh. And oh, really? So Kumar goes to this guy, and he gets one of these Russell's Viper, which is one of these really aggressive snakes, and he pays about 135 dollars for it, ten thousand rupees, um, which like. I do, you know, with my job, like I do currency stuff. Yes. The, which I think the is fascinating. The rate on rupees is crazy. Cause I'm like always putting in like a couple hundred dollars and then it's like 50,000 rupees. And I'm like, oh, okay. But yeah, so the exchange rate on that is crazy. But yeah, so he buys this snake, this incredibly deadly poisonous snake. And the next day he just like puts the snake on, in, on the stairs. And then he's like, oh, dear wife go down and please get my phone from the first floor bedroom and so he's hoping that she'll like go down these stairs come across the snake and it'll bite her why why though what like how how much more cowardly can you get but she's going down the stairs and she sees the snake and she's like what the fuck there's a snake in the house so she's like screaming and telling people about it and so then he like has to pretend like he didn't know it was there and so he captures the snake and puts it in a plastic bag what and so fucking idiot. and then he and then he waits he waits like a few more days or whatever and then tries it again so this time he's like all right so that didn't work so you know what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna sedate her so he he mixes some stuff no. into a bowl of of pudding of rice pudding for her and then so she falls asleep after eating this, obviously. And while she's sleeping, he like goes in there with the snake and forces it to bite her oh. and then throws it out of the house to destroy the evidence. So she wakes up. It doesn't kill her. She wakes awesome. up screaming and she's in excruciating pain. So they have to take her to the hospital. And then um the husband when they get to the hospital he's like oh yeah she was outside washing clothes and she got bit by the snake and she's like um no that's not what happened i never go outside after dark to wash the clothes and so she doesn't know what happened obviously because she was put to sleep but so they don't they're like oh weird and like so anyway so she's in the hospital and he's back on um back on his youtube looking at the snakes again and he's like well that one obviously didn't work so i gotta find a cobra so that's what an asshole so i guess they find this in his phone records that he was searching for a cobra meanwhile (laughs) his poor wife it takes her 52 days in the hospital to recover from this snake bite oh my gosh and then when they first released her back to her parents care in april she couldn't even walk right away oh my goodness so she had to lay in the bed and i guess though the he had the snake had bitten her on the leg 
so she had to have it it was ban it was bandaged and they had to do skin grafts and so she's kind of bedridden at this point so she's bedridden and unable to walk and recovering from this other snake bite so of course he thinks well this is the perfect time to get her with another snake what an asshole right so he smuggles this cobra he buy- he goes back to the same guy gets a cobra and before she goes to bed that night he gives her a juice laced with sedatives and then while she sleeps he like throws the the snake on the bed but it it's not gonna bite because it's just like it yeah just makes, it's like, not threatened yeah it's like why the fuck am i on this bed you know and it's just like trying to get away um but so he's like fine you don't want to fucking play ball he grabs <laughs> its head and gets the Aww. fangs out and forces the fangs into her left arm twice oh my gosh right and so despite him trying to make this look like an accident, like, oh, how'd this cobra snake get in here and bite her? They they did their research. They were like, mm, I don't think this is really what happened because right. first of all, they looked the width of the fang marks and the position of the bites is like some a big giveaway here. Because the two yeah. bite marks on her arm, they had a width of 2.3 and 2.8 centimeters, which is like, 0.9 and 1.1 inches which is much larger than the typical width of cobra right. fangs so they they were able to tell from that that the jaw had been pushed as if it were being milked Aww. like you know how they milk them for their venom sometimes I feel so bad for the lady and the snake i right right i do i feel bad for both of the them the snake's just trying to live its best the snake's just trying to live its life she's just trying to recover from her other snake bite and he's like just going in what there. a dick yeah ruining ruining both their lives killing them both basically so this was they talked to um an an assistant inspector general at the kerala police named hari shankar and he says um cobras generally do not bite unless they are highly provoked that's what i've heard yeah and then after 8 p.m they're pretty much dormant so they don't like Shit. do a lot of like hunting or biting at night generally anyway so it seemed weird that this snake would bite her at night um they even they even set up uh they set up experiments trying to recreate the scenario like with a dummy and a and a cobra (laughs) in a bed and the cobra has to be um really repeatedly provoked before it'll even strike out at something so when they did that they were like okay this is definitely suspicious and they can also, cobras can only raise themselves vertically to one third of their length. So meaning really? that this cobra that, that bit her, it was 60 inches long, 152 centimeters. It could have only raised itself to a height of around 50 centimeters, which was not high enough to enter through the windows. So, and there really wasn't any other way that the snake could have gotten into the room. So it had to have been placed there. Well, and so- then, oh, what? Well, I'm just wondering, so, like, what did he, like, he, like, let it bite her, and then he, like, what, he said, he, oh, my goodness, I walked in, and there was a snake in our bed. Yeah, I guess he just left her there to, and then her mom found her the next day, and so he was just like, oh, I don't know how, well, a snake must have gotten in bitter. Like, like I don't know what happened. Go to right. It's like, oh, a snake must well, have especially got. after she just was recovering from another snake bite, like, Seriously? lightning doesn't strike this twice. Like- 
sense. You know, like, how are you going to be like, oh yeah, we just got a lot of snakes here. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I, I mean, that's just wild. Like all these snakes, all these snakes. Um, but yeah. And so, so in a, in a funny, not like, well, not funny, haha, but like a funny twist of fate here, <laughs> this guy that he spent all his time watching the YouTube videos of the, the snake expert, he's called in to give testimony oh, um, shit. Right. about like how these snakes act. And so he actually told the court that during his 30 year career, he'd been bitten by, uh, by a Russell's Viper 16 times and by, by 340 times by a cobra oh wow so he had like you know a lot of experience with getting bitten by these snakes and then he said only only a few handful of them were critical so i don't know what the fuck that means but i don't know why like if i get bit, by a, get bit by one it's the last right that's exactly that's what exactly what i was about to say i was like the first time one of those snakes bite me i'm done i'm out mm-hmm. but i guess he you know he has a love for the snakes and he wants the which i think is good you know you want to show people how to handle them properly or how to avoid them or what to do if you get bit or something right but like yeah anyway so he said that um a snake bite for self-protection they wouldn't strike twice because the animals spare their venom so if she really yeah so and so he remember he forced the fangs into her twice so it wouldn't have bitten her twice if it was doing it for for like preservation right that makes Um, sense anyway yeah and because the pain is so severe from a cobra bite he's like she would have woken up after the first bite you know like she wouldn't have slept through it and so right. she did because she was sedated so um after the attack he apparently destroyed evidence by washing the glass that he gave her the juice in and the stick used to handle the snake then he deleted his call history which showed that he'd been in contact with the snake handler um and then after after they were like found that she was dead her brother actually wound up finding the cobra inside the home and killed oh my it gosh. so he followed police advice to bury it at the house and then he marked where it was buried because during the investigation like the course of the investigation they wound up having to go back and dig up the snake and they examined it and showed that its um its abdomen was empty which was like a significant development because usually a snake takes seven days to digest food so they knew that it had been at least seven days since they had eaten something and if a right. cobra is in a natural habitat it's gonna be eating right so they knew that it was it had been kept somewhere you know basically because there was no food in its belly um yeah so it's interesting because this is actually not the first uh time that murder by snake has been an accusation in India. That's crazy. Um, there was another guy who was accused of murder in the death of a woman from the northern state of Rajasthan by leaving a venomous snake in a bag near her bed. And they were saying that people buying venomous snakes from snake charmers to kill others is like apparently a new trend there. That is so horrible. Which is crazy and also, yeah, horrible because I, I don't think that's good for the snake either. But no. usually, like I said before, that snake bite deaths are not rare in India. There's actually, they had 1.2 million fatalities from the year 2000 to 2019, according to the World Health Organization. But like wow. 99% of the snake bites are characterized as accidental. So then the investigators like, 
we don't know how many of these cases could have been murders, but were passed off as accidents. So he's wondering now, you know, like, oh, wow. Yeah. Like how many people have been, oh my gosh, because it's really hard to actually prove that a bite is homicidal. Um, it, which is what the investigator said. He said, um, they were able to prove that she was drugged and they were able to recover the container proving that he bought the snake and find his like phone records and all those things. So that's why they were able to convict him. But usually you don't have all that to go on. So the day after her death, the local snake handler, Suresh, that he had sold the snake to Kumar, Uh actually read about her death in the newspaper and he tried to call him, but he didn't answer his phone. Of course not. So then um then but then the next day he returned his call and he was like yeah can you not tell people that you sold me that snake uh, <laughs> so then they were like he was so the snake handler is like why would you do something so horrible like this and he uh, responded that he just couldn't live with his wife anymore but if if he promised not to tell anybody about it they could pass her death off as quote a serpent curse and that way they could avoid being implicated in murder so apparently in this, in this region, a serpent curse is a superstitious belief that cobras have the power to curse families who don't worship them. So it's like a, it's like a thing, but I still am like, dude, you're reaching here. Like no one's going to, yeah, that's a big reach. Yeah. So then they finally arrest him. They also arrested the snake handler at first and he confessed to selling him the snakes, but he said he didn't know what he was going to do with the snake. Right. And so he was eventually pardoned. Um, that's good. And then he testified against him in court. Good. But yeah, so hang on, I got to get another little sip here. Did you a little sip there? So the prosecution wound up calling in multiple experts who testified about these snake bites. And they said that the Russell's viper bite was also unnatural because it was all but impossible for this ground dwelling snake to be able to navigate all the smooth tiles in the house to where she was bitten. And then the bite marks were also vertical, which means she was laying down when she got them. Uh, so usually you would be standing up if a snake was going to bite you, you know, like in self-defense because it feels right. Threatened. Yeah. So the snake experts were like, these these snakes, these vipers also like dry landscapes and their home is like in a marshy area. So, and they hadn't seen one of those snakes there like naturally in 15 years. Wow. Well, yeah. And especially if you're laying down sleeping, it's not feeling threatened by you. you know? Right. So there would be that. It's just really, it's really suspect to be like, oh real yeah. This, yeah. It's real sus. So initially this guy, Kumar piece of shit played, pleaded not guilty to the charges, but they wound up convicting him of four different offenses, including attempted murder and murder. And he was sentenced um, to two life sentences. Good so, bad rubbish. Right, exactly. So her family is still in disbelief that this man that they trusted to, to you know, nurture and provide for their daughter had plotted to kill her. Um, her brother was quoted as saying, police and the prosecution have done their work well, despite being the rarest of rare cases, they were able to prove his guilt, which is good. You know, sometimes people probably have gotten away with this before right and then they also said that he was stoic and showed no remorse and that was that was shocking um but now horrible too yeah like he had one chance and he he was like he could have the first time he did it been like you know what that was fucked up of me i admit i shouldn't have tried to kill my wife with a snake i'm not gonna do that again thank god it didn't work the first time 
Right. But no, he was just like, no. let me get a let me get a bigger snake and try this. Well, you know, no, I, I can make this work. Right. I just I just can't imagine like the balls on this guy. But yeah, no, so he has he has run away in prison now anyway. But mm-hmm. her so her family now is their main focus is ensuring that her son grows up happy and remembers his mother for the loving and caring woman that she was. Aww. And they said that whenever they bring out a photograph of his mother, that he smiles. Oh, so the the brother was quoted as saying he will throw his hand up to the photo and say, Uthra Ama, Uthra Ama, which is their word for mother. Aww. And they were like, we will make sure he knows who his mother was. So it's like, it's really sad, but I I feel like at least he's not with his terrible father and he's with right, his murderous yeah. fucking father. Right. So hopefully he can have a somewhat good life. But yeah, he just robbed that little boy of his mom. Right. Because he was unhappy. Like, right. Uh, you can't just like fucking get a divorce or like run away. If like divorce is like not that common there, you could like run away, just leave. Or and- you know what? <laughs> Shut the fuck up and deal with it and be unhappy like the rest of us. Right. <laughs> gosh put on your big girl entitled to happiness all the time right it's life is like i get it if you're if you feel like you're with the wrong person and there are circumstances like yeah don't don't stay in a toxic situation but really what you're saying is that you're not man enough to take care of your wife yeah like it's too much for you to handle how many fucking millions of dollars right they you you got everything you want they're paying for your shit Yep. And then you have to be like, oh no, it's still too much. And right. you can't even just like run away or something. You're just like, no, killing her is the best option. Seriously. Ridiculous. I hope you get bit by a snake. I hope they bring a snake into the jail to bite you. Yeah, no doubt. Like maybe there that's your comeuppance right there. I mean, that's not a thing, but I wish right. But I like to think that it is. <laughs> but yeah, so that's 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 the murder of Uther. And it was it's crazy that is insane crazy and sad but yeah i was oh like i God. saw that in the headlines and i was like i gotta do this one on the podcast yeah that is insane i like i have never heard that before i've never i've never yeah i didn't realize that like using a snake to kill somebody is like a thing you could do oh my gosh and like what a like what a just a shitty thing to do all the way around to the yeah. to the person to the snake to the snake yeah wow unbelievable that is insane Um, not related but also kind of related (laughs) i saw a thing i get alerts from the weather channel app for whatever reason i get alerts on my phone and i keep forgetting to turn them off but it definitely said dog-sized lizards becoming a problem in florida (laughs) that is fucking insane hold on a second because alice is barking like a maniac (laughs) alice come here come here that is insane, dude. It was, I was like, that oh, sounds like a nightmare. I'm never going back to Florida again. Right. <laughs> unless it's like, um, you know, January or February. No, no, just January. No, December and January are the only two months I would ever consider going back to Florida again. Because <laughs> that's the scariest thing I've ever fucking heard in my life. Yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't read. I didn't read the thing. I didn't like look into it. But yeah, it's, that was the headline. And I was like, oh, this is sounds like Leanne's nightmare. That is that is so fucking scary. Well, if you've ever been to Michigan or in the Michigan Triangle, or if you have any weird murder story, 
Yes. If you know anyone who was murdered in a weird way, um, right. send us an email. And where should they send that email, Leanne? Um, they're going to want to send that email to boozeandghoulspod at gmail.com. That's boozeandghoulspod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at boozeandghouls or on TikTok and Instagram at boozeandghoulspod. I also did really quickly want to mention that um, we're going to be taking a little bit of a break for December and we're just going to release two episodes instead of one episode a week. So I'm thinking currently that they will come out on the 10th and the 24th. Um, I, I'm not hundred percent sure. I think those are the dates, but yeah, so that's, we're gonna, we're gonna scale back a little bit for December for the holidays and everything. There's some traveling and stuff coming up. So yeah, I did want to put that out there. Right, right, right. Um, don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Yes, rate review on iTunes, subscribe anywhere you get podcasts, we're everywhere. We're on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, all of those. Wherever you get your podcasts. Wherever you get your podcasts. <sighs> um, well, I guess until next time. Stay boozy, friends. <laughs>